0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Auspol Explained 2022 federal election edition! I'm your host David uh, who is so full of energy and ready for this federal election. Are you excited? I hope you are. And although normally I don't talk about policy this is the very time to actually look at it specifically and what different political parties have voted for. What do they stand for? what will they continue to stand for? Today, I'm gonna be comparing the voting records of the different minor parties that are currently in parliament. If you haven't tuned in already, I have an episode all about comparing Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese's voting records. So you can check out that and see what the difference is between the Liberal and the Labor Party. Of course, not everyone is going to vote for a major party, or if you do vote for a major party, it's always good just to assess what everyone else is doing just to make sure that is definitely the vote that you want to cast or potentially decide who gets your second preference. It is always good to be informed. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be looking at theyvoteforyou.org.au which lists a bunch of different categories and you can learn more information about how members have voted on specific divisions, amendments, Uh, general categories and all sorts of things like that. So it's a super helpful resource. You can put in your own local member and learn more about them. The people that I'm going to look up and compare today in this episode are Adam Bant for the Greens, Senator Pauline Hanson for One Nation, Craig Kelly for the UAP, and just for a little bit, just to demonstrate a little bit more about how this website works, I'm also going to put in Clive Palmer, though because he is not currently in Parliament we will just be focusing mostly on Craig Kelly also have a list of categories like climate change, health, welfare, refugees, uh, and a few more things. Just a quick note on like the selection process. Naturally there are of course uh, independents and minor parties that were in the parliament from 2019 to 2022 uh, that just have not been included in here. This is of course not an endorsement of the people included here and not a disendorsement of the people not included here. It's just that either it would make this episode just unreasonably too long or These are people who represent just a specific area. So Jackie Lambie, for example, is a Senator from Tasmania. So you can't vote for her unless you live in Tasmania. So the first category I'm going to be talking about climate change and doing a few comparisons, but I'm also going to use this opportunity to uh, expand on how this website works and a few explanations uh, as to the process of comparing all these people and, you know, what the various things on this website mean, how you can learn more. Once we move past that category it's going to go way quicker I promise you. So using theyvoteforu.org.au is pretty simple. You can either type in a postcode or a name. In this instance I am going to put in Adam Band as the first So we're going to start with the Greens because they are by far the largest of the non-major political parties and I'm going to look at climate change as my first topic not because we're looking at the Greens first but because that is the first topic that I did for the major parties as well if you want to look at that episode. So let's put in renewables. He has voted consistently for a fast transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy. He has also voted consistently for increasing investment in renewable energy and consistently voted for the Australian Renewable Energy Agency. If we type in carbon Adam Bant for the Greens has voted consistently for a carbon price and consistently for carbon farming. Just to keep track of like who these people all are basically it's going to go from left to right on the political spectrum. I'm not entirely sure if Craig Kelly is more or less right-wing than Pauline Hansen, but they both sort of inhabit a very sort of right-wing social and economic part of the space whereas the Greens are in the left. So Pauline Hansen. we're about to see I expect something different. So we see here that Pauline Hansen for One Nation has voted generally against the Australian Renewable Energy Agency and voted almost always against a fast transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy and increasing investment in renewable energy. She is against both of those things. Another thing about this website that you need to know, uh, and I encourage you to check it out, if you click on a category, um, so let's look at increasing investment in renewable energy, to see how um, Pauline Hansen has voted almost always against but not entirely. So we have a page now about increasing investment in renewable energy uh, and then there is also a section where it says 56 relevant divisions. A division is a vote where people go to separate sides of the chamber to vote yes or no. So when you first click on it uh, for, from Pauline Hansen's page um, it'll then show you uh, the divisions relevant to this policy uh, and that can be broad things like regulations and determinations to do with the Australian Renewable Energy Agency. Um, it also tells you when a member is absent from the vote. So Pauline Hanson was absent from a vote on the Australian Renewable Energy Agency uh, in 2021. Basically it gives you an explanation as to how they worked out um, what voted almost always against is, um, and part of the way that they weight scores is to deal with you know if someone was absent from a vote. Because Pauline Hansen was very much against a lot of the different divisions relevant to uh, transitioning or investing in renewable energy she is generally against it but because she was absent from a few of them it is basically almost always instead of always. So that's just a thing that you need to know when, you know, if I say something that sounds kind of vague and you're like could you expand on that? You could go on this website and find exactly what the nuance and detail of this because politics is actually very interesting and complicated. Next we have Craig Kelly as the leader of the United Australia Party. Now interesting fact about the UAP is that has never actually had a Member of Parliament elected to Parliament under the banner of the UAP. Clive Palmer had a previous party called the Palmer United Party that was eventually deregistered uh, and then he registered the United Australia Party in 2018 and then the only member in Parliament was former One Nation Senator Brian Burston. And Craig Kelly was a member of the Liberal Party from 2010 to 2021 when he resigned over clashes where he was consistently told to stop spreading uh, COVID-19 misinformation which was at odds with the government's uh, policies on COVID uh, and also medical advice. So he has since joined the United Australia Party Um, but because He's only recently a member of that party. His voting record is mostly going to be in line with the Liberal Party that he was part of for 11 years. Still, we're going to compare uh, what he's voted on uh, and see how that works. He has voted generally against increasing investment in renewable energy. He has voted consistently against a fast transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy. And he has voted consistently against the Australian Renewable Energy Agency. He has voted almost always against a carbon price and voted consistently against carbon farming. Fun fact about this website, you can actually also look up the voting records of people who were previously in parliament. I think it only goes back to 2006, but that is enough time for us to look at Clive Palmer's voting record. Um, he is naturally the one most connected to the United Australia Party being the one who founded it. Not to be confused with the original one from the 30s uh, that had Robert Menzies as a Prime Minister. Also not to be confused with the one that uh, Pauline Hanson registered in the mid-2000s. Um, so we can actually look up his voting record. We're not going to spend much time on him because he's not currently a member of parliament, though I hear that he does want to run for the Senate, but I am going to then use this opportunity to demonstrate another thing that'll really help you understand this website. So under Craig Kelly it says 90% attendance. If we look at Adam Bant, we have 87% attendance. Pauline Hanson has 66% attendance. So what does this mean? Well this doesn't mean that she only showed up to parliament 66% of the time whereas Craig Kelly was there only 90% of the time. That means that she voted in 66% of the possible votes that happened during her time in parliament. So if we go to Clive Palmer, it says here that he has a 7.3% attendance rate, um, which does not mean that he was not at parliament for nearly 93% of the time. That's not actually what it means. It means that the amount of votes that happened in the chamber while he was in office, he only voted on a little over 7% of them. So he was actually at the building At Parliament House a lot more often than that. This also only records like yes and no votes as part of that attendance so if he abstained from a vote it does not count as part of attendance. So there may have been an issue that he just didn't want to vote on. I'm not entirely sure. You'd have to look on a case-by-case basis. He didn't actually attend the House of Representatives um, very much compared to other members. He was actually the one who went there the least He was probably doing some business activities or something, I'm not entirely sure, but in 2014 he attended only 64% of the time and in 2015 only attended 54% of the time. We can still see a climate change record here. uh, Voted generally against a carbon price, Uh, and against the Australian Renewable Energy Agency and voted a mixture for and against a minerals resource rent tax, speeding things up in parliament, a procedural thing, and suspending the rules to allow a vote to happen, another procedural thing. That is all the categories that are listed under Clive Palmer. So this is why even though Craig Kelly has been mostly a Liberal in Parliament uh, we will be focusing on him mostly quite specifically when it comes to talking about the United Australia Party uh, and its most recent voting record because Clive Palmer's voting record uh, will not particularly help us with this comparison even though he is very integral to the United Australia Party. Let's move on to health with Adam Bant back to the top of the round. So medicine. He has voted consistently against increasing the price of subsidized medicine And it says we can't say anything concrete about how they've voted on increasing the Medicare levy to pay for the national disability insurance scheme. So if we click on that that's another category by the way we can't say anything concrete about how they voted on this. That is potentially because they weren't present for a vote or because there haven't been enough votes to create um, a consensus or an average on this so there may have just been one. Okay so if we scroll down it does show us a vote from October of 2017 uh, to do with a Medicare levy amendment and Adam Bant was absent. That's just another way that you can learn about, you know, members of parliament and what they voted for. Um, just because it says we can't say anything concrete doesn't mean they have never voted on the topic before. Another category for health, uh, Adam Bant has voted consistently for decreasing the private health insurance rebate, back to Pauline Hanson's One Nation so medicine, uh, voted a mixture for and against expanding Medicare funded dental care and a mixture of for and against increasing access to medicinal cannabis products. Interesting that's not one that comes up in other people's voting records. Another thing to explain about this Adam Band and Craig Kelly are all uh, members of the House of Representatives. That's where Pauline Hansen is a senator. They don't have any members in the House of Representatives. So there are some votes right there are some bills that are introduced Uh, in the Senate uh, and then they potentially uh, get voted down in the Senate or they simply don't get introduced in the House of Representatives um, because the leader of the House chooses to not have it debated. So how has Craig Kelly voted? He has voted consistently for increasing the Medicare levy to pay for the National Disability Insurance Scheme uh, as well as voted consistently for increasing the price of subsidized medicine. He has also voted consistently against decreasing the private health insurance rebate. Let's go on to education. Adam Bandt greens have voted consistently against charging postgraduate research students fees. He has voted generally for increasing funding for university education, voted consistently against deregulating undergraduate university fees. He has also voted consistently for increasing funding for vocational education. Pauline Hanson has voted generally against increasing funding for university education and voted generally for increasing funding for vocational education and also voted generally for increasing the cost of humanities degrees. Craig Kelly, the United Australia Party, has voted consistently for charging postgraduate research students fees and deregulating undergraduate university fees. He has voted generally against increasing funding for university education. He has also voted consistently against increasing funding for vocational education, whereas he has voted generally for increasing the cost of humanities degrees. Let's speed things up. Let's talk about penalty rates for workers and jobs. So Adam Bandt, Greens voted consistently against getting rid of Sunday and public holiday penalty rates voted consistently for increasing trade unions powers in the workplace and voted generally against increasing scrutiny of unions. Pauline Hanson's One Nation has voted generally against getting rid of Sunday and public holiday penalty rates. She has also voted a mixture of for and against increasing trade unions power in the workplace. Craig Kelly, on the other hand, has voted consistently for getting rid Of Sunday and public holiday penalty rates. He's also voted consistently for increasing scrutiny of unions and also voted consistently against increasing trade unions powers in the workplace. Disability as our next topic. So Greens, Adam Bandt, consistently voted for a Royal Commission into Violence and Abuse Against People with Disability. Pauline Hanson has voted generally against a Royal Commission into Violence and Abuse Against People with Disability and Craig Kelly United Australia Party has voted consistently against a royal commission into violence and abuse against people with disability. Let's compare how they vote on the age pensions. Adam Bant for the Greens has voted consistently for increasing the age pension. Pauline Hanson One Nation also nothing comes up for voting on increasing the age pension. Uh, Craig Kelly has been around for a while so we see that he has voted on increasing the age pension. Which he has voted consistently against. So the next category is political transparency. It's an important issue so let's see how people have voted. Let's see what their stances are on the federal anti-corruption commission or at least creating one uh, or a federal ICAC. As it is also referred to. The individual states have their own corruption watchdogs but the federal parliament doesn't have this oversight. This has been an issue that has been discussed a lot recently. Um, so we see Adam Band has consistently voted for considering legislation to create a federal anti-corruption commission brackets procedural. Um, if we actually uh, look a bit more if we type in uh, creating a federal anti-corruption commission it shows us that that is actually in one of the categories that we can't say anything concrete about how they've voted on it. We can click on that to learn more information and it shows that there has only been one vote in the House of Representatives. Uh, 2nd December 2019, a private member's business for a federal independent commission against corruption uh, calling for bipartisan support. So Adam Band has voted yes in support of a federal ICAC, um, but because that is only one vote you can't really weight an average based off that so this site has said that it can't determine anything concrete about that. So actually if we go to Pauline Hansen, we can't say anything concrete about how she's voted on considering legislation to create one but we do see that we have a mixture of for and against creating a federal anti-corruption commission and Craig Kelly can't say how he's voted on either considering or creating. Now the reason why uh, Pauline Hansen is the only one who actually has a voting record about creating a federal anti-corruption commission is because she is a senator. So if you tuned in to my previous episode where I compared the major parties I did actually explain this. Uh, if you didn't I'll just go over it really briefly. Because Pauline Hansen is a senator there have been different votes in the Senate than there have been in the House. Uh, a few years back uh, actually the Greens introduced a bill for a federal ICAC. And it passed in the Senate. Pauline Hanson voted against a motion to create immediately a Federal Anti-Corruption Commission. She was absent from a motion to establish a Federal Anti-Corruption Commission um, and has voted uh, yes to agree for a motion for the Commonwealth Integrity Commission as a matter of priority. So you can see how there's like that for and against um, but on also like she was absent from a few votes. However, we can see more recently uh, in the Senate in 2021 a motion for a National Integrity Commission. Um, an actual bill was introduced um, by another Greens member, Larissa Waters, um, and if we look at the voting record we can see that Labor uh, voted yes for that. Greens voted for yes for that and the Liberal National Party voted against that. So there was actually a Greens introduced federal ICAC bill uh, that was voted on and passed in the Senate uh, thanks to the support of Labor. Um, But because the government decided not to introduce it into the House of Representatives um, Adam Bant for the Greens has not had an opportunity to vote on a federal ICAC bill and Craig Kelly also hasn't. Um, so we don't have their voting records on that as we do have Pauline Hansen's because she was in the Senate where she had an opportunity to vote on that subject which hasn't been voted on other than you know the procedural like should we have one instead of an actual bill create one. So if you want to know more about their stances on that issue or any other issue you should contact them. Um, I encourage you to contact your local member, uh, different political parties. Uh, Sometimes it takes a while for them to get back to you but just send them a short simple email being like hey what's your opinion on this topic Um, or like could you clarify for me a few things etc. They're actually super helpful. So I encourage you to contact people especially like people uh, who haven't been in parliament um, so you can't look up their voting records like you can with like Craig Kelly and Pauline Hanson and uh, Adam Bandt, et cetera. Because you know, uh, it is an important process to figure out who to vote for. Uh, I'm not saying that you need to vote for any of these people. This is just a guide as a starting point to compare different uh, parties and ideas and voting records. Another important topic, LGBTQIA plus issues. So Adam Bant from the top, leader of the Greens, has voted consistently for same-sex marriage equality. He has voted consistently against civil celebrants having the right to refuse to marry same-sex couples and we can't say anything concrete about how he has voted on a same-sex marriage plebiscite. Uh, still on the Greens Adam Bant has voted consistently for transgender rights, also voted consistently for increasing legal protections for LGBTI people. Says here for Pauline Hanson, we can't say anything concrete about how she has voted on same-sex marriage equality. So again a reminder that you can click on these things and find out why uh, that says this. Sometimes it does actually have a voting record but it's just one. This just says that she was absent on a vote about the uh, Definition and Religious Freedoms Marriage Amendment Bill in 2017, which of course if you click on you will learn more about. But we're carrying on. Pauline Hansen has voted consistently for a same-sex marriage plebiscite and has voted almost always for civil celebrants having the right to refuse to marry same-sex couples. Pauline Hanson has voted almost always against transgender rights and voted consistently against increasing legal protections for LGBTI people. Craig Kelly for the United Australia Party voted consistently for a same-sex marriage plebiscite and for civil celebrants having the right to refuse to marry same-sex couples. He voted consistently against same-sex marriage equality. We can't say anything concrete about how he has voted on transgender rights and it also says we can't say anything concrete about how he has voted on increasing legal protections for LGBTI people. Let's talk about different government services. So once again starting with Adam Bant for the Greens he has voted consistently against decreasing availability of welfare payments, against drug testing of welfare recipients, consistently against putting welfare payments onto cashless debit cards or in-due cards both as a trial and as an ongoing basis. Pauline Hansen has voted consistently for drug testing welfare recipients. She has voted almost always for decreasing availability of welfare payments and putting welfare payments onto cashless debit cards or in cards on a temporary basis as a trial. Whereas she voted generally for uh, putting them onto cashless debit cards for an ongoing basis. Craig Kelly for the UAP has voted consistently for decreasing availability of welfare payments and for drug testing welfare recipients. He's also voted consistently for putting welfare payments onto cashless debit cards or in due cards on a temporary basis as a trial uh, whereas we can't say anything concrete about how he's voted on uh, putting welfare payments onto cashless debit cards as an ongoing basis. So we're going to finish off with uh, refugees. It's not quite the same order I had it in the previous episode but you know whatever. Adam Bandt has voted generally for implementing refugee and protection conventions. He has voted consistently against greater control over items brought into immigration centers Uh, and we can't say anything concrete about how he has voted on banning mobiles and other devices in immigration detention and ending immigration detention on Manus Island. He has though consistently voted for ending immigration detention on Nauru. He's also consistently voted for removing children from immigration detention. So just to clarify, like I did in the last episode, immigration is a broad term. We are talking about genuine refugees. Anabat has also voted consistently against regional processing of asylum seekers, so that's basically offshore. A processing where we do it on either like Christmas Island or on Manus and Nauru which are separate countries. Um, he's also voted against turning back asylum boats when possible. He's also voted generally for increasing scrutiny of asylum seeker management. Um, I don't believe that was on the votes on the major party episode I did. Um, he's also voted consistently for doctor-initiated medical transfers for asylum seekers. That was a briefly lived a thing called Medivac introduced by an independent Karen Phelps that allowed doctors the power to evacuate refugees to Australia to get medical care provided to them that was not available to them in Manus and Nauru. Pauline Hansen for One Nation we can see she has voted almost always against implementing refugee and protection conventions. We can see that she has also voted consistently for imprisoning immigration detention workers who record or reveal information from their work. She has also voted almost always against removing children from immigration detention. Um, she has voted consistently against ending immigration detention on Manus Island and Nauru. So she's voted consistently for regional processing of asylum seekers. So again that is offshore detention. She has voted almost always against increasing scrutiny of asylum seeker management. She has also voted consistently against doctor initiated medical transfers for asylum seekers, and we can't say anything concrete about her thoughts on turning back asylum boats when possible. Craig Kelly for the United Australia Party has voted generally against implementing refugee and protection conventions. He's also voted consistently against removing children from immigration detention, We can't say anything concrete about his thoughts on banning mobiles and other devices in immigration detention, and we also can't say anything concrete about his thoughts on ending immigration detention on Manus and Nauru. He has voted consistently for greater control over items brought into immigration detention centres though. He's also consistently voted for turning back asylum boats when possible. He's voted generally against regional processing of asylum seekers and has consistently voted against doctor initiated medical transfers for asylum seekers. There's of course more detail that you could look into on this site to learn more nuance. Um, There's also a bunch of topics that I didn't touch for time purposes. So again, this is just an example of a tool that you could use to figure out who you would like to vote for, be that a minor party or a major party. There is of course also, you know, independence. I do encourage you just to research as many different candidates in your area as possible. So that will help you either you know determine who you want to put first or determine how you want to put your preferences. So maybe you want to put a minor party first and a major party second or the other way around. Do keep in mind that it is possible for minor parties and independents though rarely they can get elected via second preferences so if you are a major party voter please I do encourage you still to look into minor parties and independents because you know You need to think about who might potentially be supporting the party that you want to see in government. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, If it has please share, uh, tell other people so they too can learn what you have learned here, or use this tool theyvotefoyou.org.eu to learn more about their Member of Parliament. Comment down below what you would like to learn about next, share, subscribe, all those things. Also very much thank you to everyone who supports me on Patreon. This show is entirely independently funded by people like you. I'm not gonna have a sponsor and I'm so glad for those people who support me even just a little bit. So get excited because the election is coming soon and I will see you at the polls!